Welcome to a special episode of the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. I'm your host, Michael Whitehouse, and in this episode, we have teamed up with our friends at Writers Republic. They help some great authors get their books out to the world, and I am working with them to get to know some of their authors, hear their stories, and the stories behind the stories, how the book got written, and you're going to get to learn both their stories and about some awesome books you're going to want to know about. So enjoy this special author edition of the Guy Who Knows a Guy. Hello, and welcome to an interview with uh, Shamar Shirley. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the guy who knows a guy. And today we're going to be talking about his new book, The Girl with the Broken Face. So welcome to the show, Shamar. Hi, thank you. Thank you for having me today. All right. So tell us a little bit about this book and how it came to be. Uh, You know, it was just one day I was just uh, going to work and um, I just felt... I felt like, um, I felt I had like issues with like, uh, my acne and I, I had like eczema and everything. So my face wasn't looking the best. And it was just, you know, it was just like, like, it was like relieving my mental, like doing that and everything. So I just, um, I didn't feel good, but, but, um, I just, uh, took inspiration from, one book, one uh, manga, I remember there was a manga from an artist named Junji Ito. And I remember this one panel. And, you know, from there, you know, that idea went around to my head. And, you know, that's really how that guy started. Okay. So tell us a little bit about the book and, and what it's about. Um, it's about, a, it's about a, a girl. She's from a, a small city in Ontario, Canada. She... You know, she's very beautiful. She's very, you know, the most beautiful girl in the in the, in the small town, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, unfortunately, you know, due to circumstances, she her face gets messed up, and and she she has to, uh, you know, that that beauty that she once had, you know, is no no longer applicable, you know, and you know, especially in 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 the industry, she wanted to go into like acting. You know, to you know, prior beauty, she you know, it's, it was no longer applicable for it, and uh, you know, and and the towns people that you know just kind of turned the back on it. It's just really, yeah, like that is what happened. It's book about okay, and and so what inspired you to write that? Just, just my first how how I felt like. Cause like how I told you about my acne and like how my eczema and everything, it was like that, that, like I felt like I was up there and then I, then I came, then I felt like after the eczema and the acne and everything, I felt like I was down there. So mm-hmm. I kind of, I kind of pulled that yeah. in the, in the story, like when a girl, a girl feels, cause I, I feel like men's beauty isn't as a, I don't know, isn't like a, mm-hmm. it, a woman's beauty is more and more important. So yep. I, so I, obviously I changed the genders and, uh, so the girl, the girls, you know, she has some sort of issue. I started up there with the issue of her beauty. Mm-hmm. And then I found a way, you know, kind of Shakespearean, kind of like, kind of like, you know, something kind of not totally ridiculous, but like, kind of like, like you could see it happening. Okay. Uh, uh, kind of fall from grace. And then she's in this low spot. And that's where, yeah, that's what happened. Yeah. Okay, and so what's the future of your books? Do you have do you have other books in the pipeline? Yeah, I got I got a few I got a few um, sticking to the 
theme of you know sadder. I like I like I like that little sadder uh, themes. You know, mm-hmm. mm, I got like three three two two I can definitely just outline. I've already outlined, but um, it's it's just about character uh character versus self. You know, just um just dealing with any issues. That's that's why I'm that's what I'm really into right now. Gotcha. Um, and so you mentioned she's from from Canada. Uh, what what's the connection there for you? Is that where you're from, or? Yes, I am from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm from the east side of Toronto. It's called it's a little it's a little spot called Scarborough. Um, mm-hmm. ima- imagine if you were in New York, it'd be like, imagine man, I've been to New York. Manhattan would probably be like what everybody really knows. But like you'd have Scarborough would be like the East, it'd be like uh Brooklyn or something like that. Okay. Right. So I'm from there. Um the, the and the town in the book is inspired by it was not a small, it's not a small city, but it's it's a city up north from Toronto. It's called Barry. And I I show little imageries of that in the in the images in the book, you can see little icons of the Barry uh Skylines and that. Okay. Uh, and you mentioned manga, and that being some of the inspiration. Um, so, do you draw a lot from from manga and anime in your creative works? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Manga and anime has been my lifeline since forever. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know, like since I was kids, you know, I always liked animation. Um, animation has uh been pivotal to my goal as uh as an artist and a person. Um, let me see. Let's see. Like when I was growing up, SpongeBob, even now, I remember mm-hmm. I rewatched SpongeBob. Just, just the, the storytelling, it was brilliant. Like even just, just as a professional standpoint, I can look, watch SpongeBob, like this is brilliant. This still makes me laugh as an, as a, mm-hmm. as a young adult. And there's layers to it. And then, and then when I was growing up, I still wanted more, more maturity in my, in my, in my, what I watch. So I started to watch anime. Anime is more focused. Eastern Japanese animation is more focused for teenagers to young adults. Yeah. And I felt like, I felt like I was, you know, Western American, North American, you know, television animation was really running me thin because I, I, I could feel, I could feel like I knew where everything was going. When I, once I got into Japanese animation, it was a whole different, whole different plane. I got it. I, it was it was like eye opening that and there was like so many life stories I got from it and it was just it was just amazing the most pivotal moment in my life discovering anime. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so, so what are some of the animes that have most influenced you? I say Bleach and Bleach and Evangelion and Neon Genesis mm-hmm. um, because Bleach just just the uh, just the style even if because like you know Bleach is a which is a just a a typical uh shonen shonen anime you know it's for it's for it's for boys it's for you know just action action straight action but the way the artist arte uh Taite kubo his uh he how he created the the work the manga it's just the style he brings over the style he influence puts in into each uh of his manga and the anime um it really it's really inspiring and uh i try to 
you know, if even if my story is like, you know, not not uh, what bleach is. Mm-hmm. My my background is actually bleach. This is bleach, actually. Okay. Um. It, um. If um. Even if my story isn't like isn't like similar to that, I try to bring in the style. Maybe how he deals with spacing in the art. How he character expressions like that. Um. And then Evangelion, you know, Genesis. That that's uh more of a personal take. Uh, and uh, that the, the, those characters in that, and may go through a more personal journey, and that's what I really mm-hmm. deal with in my books. You know, personal. You know what's going on with you. You know, um, still a lot of fun, still a lot of action, but personal. Like it really that those two items really changed how I wrote. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm much more familiar with the, with uh, Evangelion. Um, really? Than than Bleach. Uh, what did you think of the the remake or the? Not remake, but the, the rebuild. The, the the second the second Netflix series, the re- uh, yeah, rebuild. The rebuild series. Oh yeah, I loved it. I mean, I I loved it. Yeah, I watched it. I watched the third one in theaters. Um, a few. No, I didn't watch it in theaters. I didn't watch it in theaters. I watched it at home when it mm-hmm. came out because that was when the when it was lockdown. But um, I didn't go to theaters and watched it a few months ago actually because they they released it in theaters. And it was beautiful, you know, just the theming, just just everything. I like the complexity. Like, like even if I don't understand it now, I want to, you know, maybe watch it a few times. I feel mm-hmm. like that's the fun about it, you know. The Lord, there's so much going on beyond just what's happening in the story. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's an incredible, incredible series. Um, so in terms of movies, what is what has inspired you and uh, what draws you there? Movies. Um, I've always been a fan of movies. You know, I think anime movies go side by side. You know, like a lot of people who who uh create anime watch movies, and you know they've always uh movies like I don't know like Pacific Rim. I like Pacific mm-hmm. Rim. I like the. I mean, there's so much. Like, whenever I'm writing, I, I, I draw, I draw from whatever I've watched. Like, okay, I want some of this. I want some of this. Maybe a little bit of American Psycho. Maybe a little bit of of freaking Hobbits. The, the feel of Hobbits. Maybe a little bit of American Psycho or uh, character development. Maybe a little bit of this, a little bit of that. So I mean, I watched so much movies. I I couldn't even. I could. I could. I couldn't even. My favorite is specifically. I just love the action. I just love mm-hmm. the destruction yeah, and everything. Yep. But um, I my movie like I just I went to school for video design and production so mm-hmm. I, I obviously have affinity for them yeah yeah oh fantastic um yeah definitely I, I appreciate your taste in movies because I like many of those well Pacific Rim was a great great movie took me a long time to see it but when I finally saw it I really yeah. enjoyed it so um so go you know, during the course of the of writing the book did anything anything change in your life or they uh big changes that influenced it um the big changes you know um there's there's been um when i was writing the book there there, there was um let's see let's see uh i was just oh, i was it was just like my my like i was when i first started doing it it was it was like um when i was at home i was in canada mm-hmm. when i actually started the period of time which I actually started doing it was I I wasn't when I actually started okay 
So many times after you, I was in Toronto, then I went to Florida, then I was in New Jersey. When I was in New Jersey, that's when I actually started. I sat down and I said, okay, I want to do something. I actually started writing a book. Mm-hmm. And then by the time then, I actually, by the time I was actually in New Jersey, I could actually reflect on my time. As uh, how I felt back when I was in Toronto, back when I had my my acne and everything. Mm-hmm. So it was like you know I could I could have a deeper perspective on like how I was actually feeling and everything, mm. and and I just uh, you know was able to give it a more. I think I was able to give my ideas better because but back if I were to write my book when I was in it in the in my phase in Toronto, yeah, that, that would have I felt like it would have keep a lot darker. You know, okay. I know. I know the story. The story. I, I looking in the story. The story still, you know, doesn't have such a happy ending. But I felt like it could have. I could have definitely done more. Gotcha. So I'm, ha- I'm happy. You know, I it, uh, it just worked out how, to, how I did. Okay. Yeah. And what made you want to write books in the first place? I, mean, I know you had a story, but what, what made books the medium you wanted to use? I felt like. I just looked at like Shakespeare. I like Shakespeare mm-hmm. because um, I just like how the longevity of it, you know, like, you know, like it's, uh, a book is like part of yourself. You know, you write something, you know, it's, it's going to be there long before, uh, long after you die, you know, you know it's going to be a continuation. They can speculate. How were you, how were you when you arrived? How, you know, I can, you can, you can read Shakespeare and, and be like, okay, you know, he has a sense of humor. He has a sense of this. You know, he's a great businessman. Look how he's appealing to the queen, the king, you know, whoever was in the rule of uh, England back then, mm-hmm. you know. And I feel like you could be like, well, if, if, if uh, 200 years from now, you're like, what was it like for a young male back in the 20th century? You know, you can be like, well, let's look at his work. Let's look at his voice, his voice, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that. I like find that very interesting. Yeah, and, and you mentioned Shakespeare a couple of times, but are there other uh, influential people who have who have guided you on your journey? Yeah. Um, once again, um, the manga artist of uh, Bleach, the type of Kubo. Mm-hmm. Um, I love his style. I love um, he, he he's brought in um his style. He loves fashion, so when he draws, you know these these characters are very very stylish. Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, that that made me think about okay, let me let me um, what can I bring in what I like into into like uh into my books, you know um, what I did was I like to I brought up more like uh like the anime aspect. That's that's like that's what I really brought into and the Canadian, you know, I'm Canadian. I'm proud to be Canadian. You know, got put Canada on the map, mm-hmm. you know, um. Um, so I put in I'm an aspect, I'm a Canadian aspect. I I think all my books, everything I make is gonna be set in Canada. Okay. And um but um and still have like an anime uh feel to it as well. Nice. Um yeah, just, when you said that a couple of shows came to mind that are set in Canada. Um especially uh Flashpoint, which I think most people watch it don't realize it's in Canada until in fact, two seasons in, I'm like, oh, they're in Canada. Oh, that explains why they like to talk to people instead of shoot them. <laughs> so, um, so, uh, and, and so you you write, obviously. You talked a lot about art. Do you do art other than books? Um, yeah. 
since I do go to school for video design and production, I do write scripts uh, for mm-hmm. movies and TV shows. Um, working on something right now, something, something inspired by Evangelion. Nice. Evangelion inspired. Um, see, like working on this, like I get inspiration from like a few TV shows. Evangelion, this show called Berserk. Um, that, that manga is beautiful, and uh, the anime was beautiful. The '90s version was beautiful. Um, what else? Uh, I and th- those shows all. Just, just those shows all just like mesh together in like a melting pot, and I put my ideas in there. It's like cooking, you know. Put my ideas in there, those shows in there, and you know, I come up with and I come up with a whole new recipe, and it's like there you go. Yep, so that's what I'm doing right now. Awesome. Uh, and so of course they can uh, the the link to get the book, the girl with the broken face, on the uh, Register Public site will be in the the show notes. So they can find it there or on Amazon, I assume. Uh, how else can people get in touch with you or follow you if they want to? Follow more of Shamar's work. You can go follow me on Instagram at uh, first kiss F I first kiss as in first, you know, regularly spelled in kiss as in K I X X, you know. And then on TikTok, you can follow me on XXX Arthur, XXX as in triple X's, and Arthur as in the, the art of a book. So, all right. Yes. Fantastic. So, that's, that's first kiss on Instagram with kiss spelled two X's. And XXS, XXX author on TikTok. So those are the best ways to find you there. And of course, your book can be found on the link in the show notes or by searching Amazon or Red Republic for The Girl with the Broken Face by Shamar Shirley. So Shamar, it's been great to great to meet you, get to know you and learn more about your your creative journey. And I wish you all the best in all of it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's been wonderful having you. Thank you. Thank you. This has been the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast. Please be sure to follow this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. I'd love to hear your feedback. Email me at michael at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Learn more about me and what I'm up to at guywhoknowsaguy.com. Know someone who might find this interview interesting? Why not share it with them? And be sure to join me every Monday for the Monday update right here on the Guy Who Knows a Guy podcast feed. I'm Michael Whitehouse, the Guy Who Knows a Guy, and I appreciate you taking the time to listen. JV Connect is coming up quick, December 12th and 13th. If you are looking for a networking event where you can meet people who aren't looking to just pitch you or take, but actually want to collaborate, build strategic partnerships, joint ventures, maybe even find some mentors, some coaches, people to support you, accountability partners, who knows? If you're looking for good people in an environment that's not stressful, but is set up to give you a lot of great connections in an efficient amount of time, check out JV Connect jv-connect.com that's jv-connect.com december 12th and 13th 2023 we'll see you there